either way, outside or inside, I think we have that. Um, and it's appealing to the guests. It's appealing to people here um, because it does look cool. And it does give you, hey, what's inside that building? And then when you get inside the building, it's like, okay, that's even cooler. Hello, and welcome to the Dactronics Experience Podcast. I'm Justin Oxner here with Matt Anderson. Today, we're joined by James, the sign consultant for Lacrosse Sign Group, Alan, Executive Account Manager for AVI Systems, and Chris, Attractions Director at Wilderness Resort. We're going to talk about Wilderness Resort's installation, both indoor and outdoor. And we're here today to talk about Wilderness Resort and their displays that they've installed with Dactronics. We're joined by James, Alan, and Chris. James, how are you doing today? Good, very good there. Um, we'd like to start with with you and kind of hear your backstory and, and how you fit into um, working with Wilderness Resort. Okay. Um, so I started with Lacrosse Signs over 30 years ago. And uh, so I've been selling Dactronics for, for 30 years, uh, pretty much exclusively with, with Dactronics. So um, in when Wilderness uh, approached us to do some signs for them, they had already had a couple of Dactronics displays on their property already. So they were familiar with Dactronics uh, and they were looking at updating to, you know, some newer signs, updating the image of their hotel. And we actually did a demo with uh, the Dactronics sales rep out in the parking lot way early on to show them one of the newer technologies of what Dactronics had before we even really understood what the whole project was about. They knew, we knew they were doing something. We really weren't sure what it was. So we said, okay, here's some of the new technology. Here's what's going on. That kind of got us into, into them again with, with what we were trying to uh, show them. They were looking for something, weren't sure exactly what. So we did that demo and that really helped get in their mind what, what they wanted to see there. So that was kind of the start of, of this whole project uh, from that end. But they'd been familiar with Dactronics and, and had a, you know, a couple displays on their property already. Nice. And maybe just give our listeners a little bit of background, James. Can you maybe just kind of explain your role at, La- at Lacrosse Sign Group and kind of what your responsibilities are there? Okay. So my role is I, I go out and I'm a sign consultant with, with Lacrosse Sign Group. So I go out and, and in the field and talk to people, find out what they want um, with signs. And signs are pretty custom. It's not like here's, here's a catalog, pick one. It, you have to figure out what are they looking for, what are they trying to do with it, what are the sign codes. You know, you got to look at a lot of aspects to figure out what's going to work for them. So that's my job is to really go out and uh, talk to a customer, get inside their head a little bit, figure out what they're trying to do, and then come up with a solution uh, for whatever their needs are. And then I project manage it through the process, making sure um, that you know, what got ordered correctly, you know, work with the installers. If we're fabricating a sign, I'll make sure that all goes together. All the pieces of the puzzle fit together. So I kind of oversee the whole project. Um, with with custom signs, yeah, you can have hiccups here and there. So that that's one of my jobs too, is to find out, okay, there could be a hundred things that could happen to this project. What one thing might go wrong? So I try to figure out what that might be, what somebody might interpret wrong and try to head that off at the pass. So we have a project that uh, comes to fruition without issues with it, I would say. Uh, so that's that's the majority of what I do is, uh, you know, get projects started, walk, watch them through the process, and, uh, and make sure they go good. 
Yeah, I like that, James. We always tell people, too, that it's not because we make a lot of different displays for different markets. It's not like you're walking into a Best Buy and you're just picking a TV <laughs> off a wall. There's a lot more to it, like you're saying. Um, maybe we can next we can move on to you, Alan. Uh, can you give us a little background of your uh, role at AVI Systems and kind of how you fit into this project? Sure. So I'm Alan Harper, uh, Executive Account Manager with Ed AVI Systems. Um, I've done a little bit of everything uh, up through the, the AV ranks, installer, project manager, control system programmer, um, also worked in our digital designers division, and then now account management. So um, I feel like I have a, a nice breadth uh, of offering to be able to work and consult, uh, much like James said he does, uh, on a regular basis and make sure that people are getting exactly what they need and also looking for potential pitfalls, right? When we start talking about solutions and architecting it, you know, what things we might run into that we have to work around. So I think I have a pretty keen eye for that and helping uh, our customers get to the final end game. That's a good good background to hear there and and uh, to see what you do with AVI and we'll uh, we'll bring it back around in a minute here to to what happened at Wilderness Resort from from your perspective but first let's uh, hop over to Chris and can you tell us about your role at Wilderness Resort and then then we'll get into how this project came about. Yeah, uh, my name is Chris Evans at the Wilderness Resort. Uh, I'm the attractions director, so the best way to describe that is I'm in charge of all the dry fun. So. We got the new project of Take Flight going on, and you know we wanted to start advertising it um, and make sure it was a marquee sign and not just a regular sign. So partnering with Dactronics for the digital signage outside was key to get us to promote Take Flight and our new camp social, which was part of the initial construction project, as James said. And then we'll work our way inside to the water dome, which we wanted to put a jumbotron, I'll call it, with Dactronics being able to advertise what we have internally uh, use it as a marketing device for our attractions inside the resort. All right. And I'm thinking, you know, we talked, I mean, a little bit before the call, even though today kind of going through this project and trying to make sure that people realize it's not just the outdoor displays that go on. It's these indoor displays like you're talking about, Chris. And uh, maybe let's just start with you, James, and say, like, how, how did this project all come about? Is this kind of something that you helped start or where, where did this all begin? <clears throat> well, I don't think I helped start it because uh, Wilderness is obviously building this take flight project. You know, it's a large project. It's a large attraction for them that they hope to bring people in from a, a large area. And uh, they needed to advertise it. They're spending a lot of money on the, on the project. So how are we going to advertise this to the public? We got the external public, which is driving by our facility. And we also have the internal people that are in the, in the facility in, in the wave pool area that are like, hey, we need to market to these people too. They're already here, market to them, so they go to our attraction. So, you know, it's, it's the combination of indoor and outdoor to really get the, get the people into the attraction that they needed. Um, so the CEO, Joe Eck, called me up uh, one day and said, hey, we're looking at doing this. And, and I said, well, we got a new, new display. It's a nice high resolution. Nobody's got it in the Dells yet. I'll get Ben over here, our, our Dactronic sales rep. He doesn't live far away. So we did a demo in his parking lot um, between a couple different resolutions, and we showed him the newer 10-millimeter um, that I hadn't sold in the Dells yet. I said, this is this is a lot higher resolution. It'll give you a lot better picture for what you're trying to do. So he really liked that. So that was really the start of it, and I had no idea what the start even meant. It's just, okay, we're, we're doing something. We want to look at this. So it, it uh, started out that way, and, and it, they wanted to – uh, put a big display up where they had a static billboard 
And that uh, the only way they could do that was to replace it with the exact same size digital as a static to be able to get a permit for it. So it was a little bit of a juggling around to uh, with the permitting process, but Wilderness took that under their wing and uh, got that taken care of to be able to put that sign up there. Uh, so that was really the start of all this is just marketing for the take flight attraction. And then we also did a, a new sign for their main wilderness resort sign too at the same time to kind of really update the whole look along the road there, I would say. And James, could you give us a quick overview of all the physical dimensions of all these different sizes that are at wilderness resort? On the outdoor display that was for the take flight sign, uh, we had to mimic the same size of the existing sign. It had an existing static billboard, which was 12 foot by 24 foot. And in order to get a permit from the village, because it was an off-premise sign, now we're turning it really into kind of an on-premise sign. We had to use the exact same physical size, exact same height off the ground. It was only four foot off the ground, 12 foot high, 24 foot wide at 10 millimeters. So it's a huge display right in front of your face. So it really gets your attention. Uh, which is really, really neat uh, for that location. And then the, the other one they put up, which was around 54 foot to the top of the sign, that was their main uh, wilderness branded logo sign. And that's method center on that is 10 foot tall by 17 foot wide. Um, so that was a fairly good display at, at 10 millimeter for outdoor. Now we jump indoor uh, and, you know, generally outdoor, you're talking bigger displays, but now we jump indoor and we're still dealing with that one by the, the way pool is around 10 foot tall by 16 and a half foot wide. So it's, it's large for an indoor display, but boy, does it get your attention when you're dealing with 3.9 millimeter at that physical size, you've got a lot of pixels in there to really do some nice stuff to really do some nice video. So it was good. They went that big. The, all those LEDs really look nice when you put that many LEDs on that big a screen indoors. So it, uh, physical size is, is makes a big difference when you partner that with a uh, tighter resolution. Yeah, definitely. I'm thinking that, and this is just kind of a question I just thought of too, James, is you've been installing displays for a while for Dactronics. How many of these indoor ones do you do? Is this kind of one of the highest resolution ones you've ever done, or do you pr- predominantly do outdoor displays? Yeah. Well, generally, we mostly do outdoor displays. We we are getting more into the narrow pixel pitch now. Dactronics is really coming out with some really nice ones. I mean, it, outdoor has always been the king forever. Now, really, the market is changing to start going to indoor um, because you've got an, a, 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 stat, or a static audience basically inside. Why not market to them? Mm-hmm. Um, so... I know Dactronics is making a lot more narrow pixel pitches. I mean, we've sold some six millimeters before, but the 3.9 millimeters, the biggest one I've worked on, uh, highest resolution and largest sign. So Wilderness did give us a great opportunity to really get into this bigger uh, size for indoor. Um, so it, it is, you know, it's it's really the future. And I think Dactronics is talking about, everybody's starting to talk about going more dynamic inside. We don't need a sign permit when we're inside. A lot easier to get. A lot of these towns are saying, hey, we don't want message centers anymore. So to be able to put message centers outdoor is great because some cities are regulating against them. So now we're saying let's let's start marketing interior a lot more. You still got a, a audience interior. Why not Why not talk to them inside like we've been doing outside forever? Okay. So that's good to hear a little bit of that background. Maybe we can go to Chris with this one to say, how long ago did you kind of start the idea of 
updating these signs or looking to create that take flight experience? Well, it came to fruition with not just take flight is we wanted to revamp our new frontier lobby, make it more modern, make it more appealing for the highway 12 guests, you know? So what we did is we redid the lobby and having those two marquee signs, not just the one, which is a towering one like James uh, elaborated on, you know, but we wanted two of them. We wanted one up high so the guests could see it coming in from highway 12, one way or the other way. And then the second, uh, sign we wanted to put at the corner right to advertise turn here you know that's also a marquee sign that we had a billboard there for sandara so that other one's used for like sandara fields sorrentos all our dining experiences uh so again those two signs were iconic to us that's a uh, curb appeal mm-hmm. so we could get the guests in and then as we think about maybe going in you know to the to the indoor space too and maybe we'll jump over to you then alan kind of um, how did you kind of start getting involved with, with that process and what did that look like? Sure. Um, so in fall of 2019, um, received a call. Um, actually, it came into a, sort of our, our general line and our, my, my manager approached me about this potential project with the wilderness. Uh, so her and myself actually went out and met with Chris and Paul to sort of get just a, an overview of essentially what they were looking for. And at the time, they sort of gave us a couple of pieces of paper, and we just essentially had to use our minds to help sort of uh, paint the picture, if you will. And uh, when they sort of put it all on paper, we, we definitely identified that there was still some gaps, in really, and how did we best approach this? So instead of us coming back with uh, the pitch and here's exactly what we think you guys should put it in, in place here, uh, we really leaned upon uh, our process uh, of develop, de- development, design, integration, and support. And really, we just want to start with development, right? And that's getting the use cases defined, identifying the stakeholders, what's the outcome that we're trying to uh, essentially build towards. Um, and that was the best approach for really getting exactly uh, what the wilderness and that team wanted in place instead of them relying on the AV contractor and, uh, and our vision of what we wanted to have in place. So that was definitely the key kickoff to all of this. Yeah, and I'm thinking too, I mean, James has mentioned too, right, his history with selling signs and electronics. Uh, Chris, there's been Dactronics displays on Wilderness Resort before. I'm kind of curious, Alan, have you worked with Dactronics in the past or had kind of any familiarity with us? Uh, I do have one other project going on right now with Dactronics, but really just only been the, the, the two projects. So not, not an extensive background. Okay. And can we go to James and say, uh, James, how long have you been working with Wilderness Resort? Uh, has it gone back before this project? And you mentioned multiples. Um, how long have you been working with Wilderness Resort and supporting their needs? Um, I would say probably 15 years I've gone back. So I've been doing this about 30 and I know I've got a couple of older Dactronic signs. You know, we've replaced a few over the years. So I know it's been 15, 20 years since I've been working with Wilderness. So we do have that relationship with them. Um, They've had a good relationship with Dactronics. They continue to buy Dactronics because of that relationship. But I think a, a big thing with this whole project, and I think, you know, maybe Chris can attest to this too, is that we all trusted each other. We've worked together before. We trust each other. It's not like you've got a whole bunch of different sign companies trying to come in and, and pitch a sign and trying to sell the cheapest thing they can to get the job. Because of that trust between our two companies, we were able to talk openly, honestly. We knew what we wanted to do. Um, you know, it just helped the whole process along so much just because of the relationship, being able to, to talk and have a conversation and know that we're working together. And, you know, what is the best thing for wilderness? We look at what is the best thing for them, not not that I want to just sell you something. 
I want to make sure you are getting the best product for whatever your need is. And that helps mm-hmm. when we have this good open communication and, and uh, trust with each other. So that was a, that was a big plus in this whole project. Yeah, it sounds like that would be. Chris, did that make it an easier choice to say we want to go digital or update our digital? Did that make that decision process any easier? Yeah, 100%. I think trust is huge. You know, we've worked with James and I've worked with him in the past. You know, we started small, obviously, with a couple of the digital signs on the corner of Highway 12. And I, I think what the best thing is, we trust lacrosse to meet and exceed our expectations. And you know, just to elaborate on AVI systems too, is it's funny that Alan would say that I literally gave him chicken scratch to say, this is the vision that I want. <laughs> and again, they, they did meet and exceed expectations. You know, we wanted a digital display board over the top of a, a corridor. Um, that's how it started with Dactronics as well as, and, you know, we looked at that opportunity and we said, nope, we need to go a different way because this is the better way to use your money. Uh, this is what you want, right? So again, trust is huge in this process with Dactronics, with Lacrosse Sign, and also with AVI Systems. I like the the chicken scratch approach. I don't know if you if you want to comment on that all, Alan, but that's kind of what I was going to go next for a question too. Was we're talking about the indoor sign? How does that kind of come up? I mean, we've talked about the renovating the the outdoor signage, replacing static. I think you mentioned at the beginning too, you know, you're looking for maybe some advertising revenue off of this, but how did the indoor display discussion get started? And like, how did you pick a location and all those details? Um, so to Chris's point, we did start down the road with a, a ceiling mounted Dactronic solution and the visual representations that, that Dactronics gave of what that would look like was truly awesome. But when we started to shape the entire project and sort of trying to bring everything all together, um, there just really wasn't the budget for it. So we did have to take a different direction there. But really the intent of the project was the the take flight experience is awesome in itself, but how do you keep people engaged, right? And keep them to want to keep coming back, right? And and not really just for the ride in itself, but be a part of that experience as as soon as you walk through the door. So that's really what we were trying to achieve. So there's interactive displays that have content that pop up from their digital signage solution. There's sounds and ambiance that was really just making it all feel like you walked into a different area. You walked outside of the wilderness resort. You walked into almost an airport was the, the end game there and make it feel like you're, you're getting in on a ride for something else. Nice. I'm kind of curious, Chris, from your perspective, what's, what's your favorite part of this being all installed and up and running? I mean, honestly, it's the advertisement and, you know, how easy it is to program the signs through Dactronics, you know, from the start of the project to the end of the project, you know, I mean, working with AVI and just to hit on the Jumbotron and the wave pool is, you know, it is free marketing for our guests and it's used as marketing, but uh, to add to that experience, AVI systems, we talked about adding the camera. Uh, So when the waves kick on, you know, they're on the big screen. How many kids don't want to be on a big screen TV? Oh, uh, so even though they're swimming, right? Yeah, they're on a jumbotron. You know, just like at a Packer game, right? And we we've seen the Dactronic boards at the Bucks games, right? We know that's Dactronics. Uh, so again, to drive that force and to amplify the sounds too that AVI systems can perform, right, with that same video board, um, was key in getting that jumbotron in the in the wave pool and honestly everything makes us satisfied because those jumbo signs out on the highway 12 to the jumbotron in the wave pool our guests and also the people that are driving by 
they have to stop here. You know what I mean? We're hopeful <laughs> that they drive here, come in and check out the new ride. That's what I was kind of curious about. Um, Justin mentioned favorite part of it, but so that wave pool display, I was, I was curious if you did any kind of like live camera feed type stuff on there. That's awesome. So what are other uses you use for that display in wave pool? Is that also advertising or do you just kind of mix in live video feeds aside from like when the wave starts to pick up and get going? So that's a good thing. I mean, the Jumbotron, like I say, the reader board, um, we use it in a variety of ways. So AVI timed it. So when the waves kick on, right, the first two minutes that kicks on for live stream. Um, but with that as well, too, they put a programmable device in the back. Alan, can you elaborate what it's actually called? Um, but we can do live stream of TV. So for the New Year's Eve ball drop, we actually put the TV on. For the Packers playoff games, we put the TV on, uh, and it has the sound of the game. So, again, there's opportunities that are used, and that Jumbotron is used for everything in the wave pool, marketing, you know, advertising take flight, advertising our laser tag, advertising our ropes course, Sorrento, fields, happy hours. All that stuff is used in there. Um, and what we started with was a small Dactronics board, and James would probably remember it was, I think, two feet tall by 12 feet long. It was just a scrolling Dactronic sign. So again, go big or go home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I feel like I missed out on that New Year's Eve ball drop. That sounds awesome. <laughs> I'm thinking too, um, and, and James, maybe you can speak to this as well, is just that, um, you know, thinking back to even me, I've been at Dactronics for a little over 14 years and you think it displays how they've changed. You've been in the industry for 30. You It used to be, you know, um, you maybe have a message display and then you have a, a video display that can actually do video on it. But those lines are getting so blurred now. And all of a sudden you're able to start getting live video on other displays. Can you speak maybe a little bit about, you know, how, how that's progressed to something like this? Now you're involved in like a display going up by a wave pool, right? And showing like live TV feeds and camera feeds. Yeah. So, yeah, it has, I've, like I said, I've been in the business a long time since, you know, electronics have been in over 40 years and I've been over 30 years. So it's, I've seen a lot, you know, it started out with just light bulbs. You screw light bulbs into sockets and that was a method center, but you know, that, that was it. And light bulbs kept burning out, but you could do text, you, you know, and it was real slow, you know, then it turned to the, to the flipper because light bulbs are so expensive. Then it went to the flipper type, which was better in electricity, but still we didn't have much color. Then we, we put uh, a light, a lens in front of a light bulb, kind of like a tail light. You had that. You know, so it's progressed. They started getting getting going on color. Then LED finally come out. Well, LED really changed stuff. But then LED was, you know, was pixelated. Mm -hmm. So finally, I mean, just recently, stuff has gotten to the point where you can really have some good dynamics out there with with these video displays, with especially these large video displays, in these tight resolutions. It really makes the, the content really come to life on there from what has been in the past. So it's it's just huge, and it continues to just, you know, it change. I'm, I'm sure your design, your engineers aren't going home at noon every day, right? They're engineering <laughs> yeah. all the time. How can we make this better? Right. It, it's constantly, how can we update this? So it's, it's really helped to sell, to, to be able to have a product out there that we can sell that's just dynamic. So this 10 millimeter outdoor, and then we got the 3.9 millimeter indoor. We've never had that, seen that in Adele. So the wilderness is really the first one that's, that's bought a product that we really can do some dynamic graphics on that they're able to do that and, and show. And I think that's really going to, you know, keep 
propelling the, the future is is better graphics all the time. So you, you buy the best you can get today so it looks good for the long haul. And that's what Wilderness did. They bought a product that's going to look good for a long time. Yeah, and it's awesome to hear what they're doing with that product, both both outdoor and indoor. And like you said, the indoor stuff, the 3.9, is is changing and evolving and getting tighter pixel pitch. I'm kind of curious, Alan, from, from your point of view, how has that kind of changed things in your role with AVI systems with those tighter pixel pitches? Oh, yes. I mean, that's the direct view LED is definitely the future, you know, and as James has talked about, right, uh, the, the refresh rates and the, the content that we can now play on it is really a game changer. Getting those narrow pixel pitches to be able to put them into smaller spaces, you know, conference room, boardrooms um, makes it the, the, you know, the LCD panels of the past that had the bezels. Mm-hmm. Everybody's now looking towards direct view LED. So that's it's really a game changer for everybody. I was going to say, you're, you're definitely putting it in places now where you maybe wouldn't have before. And even kind of what Chris has been talking about, Alan, too, do you get a lot of requests of trying to figure out creative ways to to put content on these? He mentioned, you know, triggering. So when the wave starts or when you have TV events going on, I mean, you can be a little bit more creative with them too, right? Exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, to elaborate sort of on what Chris had already touched on, really, I mean, our, our end game what we're trying to solve is how do we minimize that human impact, right? We didn't want somebody going over there having to flip between something. So what we actually did is we took a control system and tied it into the high voltage relay of their wave pool generator. So as soon as that pump kicks on, it switches over to that camera feed. So really nobody needs to interact with it. They only need to actually go back to the touch panel whenever they want to make maybe adjustments to the audio levels, if they want to raise it, lower it, or override it and run like uh, like they said, the ball drop or switch it over to the game. So the, the system is pretty user-less where you don't have to have anybody interact with it, and it's it's pretty well automated for them. Yeah, it sounds like you streamlined the the production side of things to make it really, really easy for, for them to keep going with that awesome interactive piece and, and uh, the uses of their displays. Um, Chris, any, any other thoughts on how everything's going with the installation and, and how you guys are, are using it? I mean, installation went great. I mean, we're satisfied. The guests love it. I mean, that's the best thing is, and I think that's what we're all here for is the guests and, you know, the public perception, right? Um, so it doesn't matter if it's out on highway 12 or if it's in our wave pool, you know, the wow factor, you know, that is a tall billboard, right? With your logo, <laughs> with digital signage outside, or the customized digital board with take flight with an airplane on top of it. Again, these little things, again, it's not just put a digital display there. It's how you get the wow factor. And Mm -hmm. either way, outside or inside, I think we have that. Um, And it's appealing to the guests. It's appealing to people here. And, you know, I feel that, you know, with these extra things, right, you're going to get some extra walk-in reservations too um, because it does look cool and it does give you, hey, what's inside that building? And then when you get inside the building, it's like, okay, that's even cooler. I was going to ask that too. Is like, what, did you have like a grand reveal for some of these displays when they first came out? You do, did you do anything dramatic like that or kind of what were like the first impressions as either, like you said, guests when they come in excited, but then also any any sponsors or anyone you're doing the advertising messages with, what were their like first impressions when you first turned it on? I think, you know, again, when you go outside, it's just the appeal, right? I mean, it's big, it's bright, it's vibrant, it's wowed. You know, the people driving by, you know, the locals are like, that is bigger than what we expected uh, to go into James, you know, licensing back in the day. It was a process, right? To get the village to approve such a tall sign that's going to have a digital sign. 
Um, and then, you know, where are you going to put that sign on Highway 12, you know, that looks like an airplane? And then when you turn them on in the wave pool, everybody just says, you know, again, that jumbotron effect is you get to be a kid, right? We all wanted to be a kid, and we've all been to a Packer game or something like that. It's your dream to be get picked, right, to be on that jumbotron. Mm-hmm. So I think, you know, the wow factor's always been there, and it always will be there. I say over, over this past week, kind of looking forward to talking to you guys today, you know, looking at... At, at your website, Chris, and your Facebook page and all the, the pictures of what it looks like around there. I got to ask James and Alan, so when you guys were getting involved in this process, you guys probably had to tell Chris, right? We got to we gotta do a lot of research. We got to go here a lot. We got to check this place out to make sure where that display would be best. And then we probably got to come back again and again because this place looks pretty cool. Yep, exactly. And this is, this is James talking. But when, when they first looked at this sign for the wave pool, they wanted to put it way down where the wave starts. And there's like a little ledge, about a foot wide ledge, right? It's like, okay, my guys have to climb out in this ledge and put up this big sign right above this deep water. It's like, you know, that's going to be real interesting. So luckily, uh, Chris moved it or somebody moved it to another wall because it's like, yeah, that's going to be real interesting trying to trying to tightrope walk along this ledge right above this big pool and put the sign up there. So it, it was a process throughout the whole thing. Then the other thing is now in this wave pool, we have clear panels. So we got sun coming in. We got to compete with the sun. We've got a lot of moisture and humidity. It's a pool. So we had to have a product. So we went to Dactronics engineers and say, okay, here's our all our issues. You know, we need a tight pixel pitch because of how close it is. We're competing with the sun like we normally do outside. Normally, we don't have to deal with that inside. Now we have to deal with the sun, and we have to deal with high moisture. Mm-hmm. All these things that normally we deal with outside, now we have to deal with them with an inside narrow pixel pitch product. So what what product do you have? Because obviously, Dactronics has a lot of variation, so we really had to work with, with the engineers to say, Here's our issues. What is the best product for this? And and they came up with a good product that really worked with all of our issues that we struggled with. Um, you know, that was just on the hardware end and AVI came in and, and helped with all the, the other stuff going on. It's like, you know, now we have a really dynamic display. Now AVI make it sing, right? <laughs> so it, it really was a partnership of everybody working together to, to make that wave pool thing work and be able to put up with all the environmental stuff we're throwing at it. That's great. That's a great point to bring up too about the brightness thing. I didn't even realize, you know, mm-hmm. you're, you got the, the sun beating down on it as well. I got to think Alan, that's, you know, for your job and trying to help figure out, you know, maybe what technologies are going with. I think we already talked about, you know, not having to worry about bezels from like an LCD wall, but I mean, brightness and then being able to stand up to that, uh, like the temperature and the moisture, and there's got to be a big factor for going LED too, right? Definitely, yeah. I mean, as James had touched on, a lot, a lot of different factors. Um, and one of the fun things about working with the wilderness is you get to be so creative too. Um, Chris is, you know, awesome at coming up with grand ideas, and then it's fun to try to figure out how to put all the parts and pieces together. And then you meet with Chris again, and then everything changes, and it's, it's an even grander idea, uh, and it's awesome. Um, but sometimes, you know, you, you got to help try to, try to rein things back in, right, and sort of ground people. Uh, but it's I, I love working with Chris in the wilderness just because it allows you to be creative uh, and allows you to sort of think outside of the traditional audio-visual box and what you're doing with the system. Um, and it really came together on both projects. I'm kind of wondering how many times, James and Alan, did you guys have to ride in the wave pool in order to get, a, you know, a good idea on where that, that display should right. be? 
they didn't throw us in the pool by any means. <laughs> yeah, you, you got to experience it firsthand to yeah. truly understand and get that right perspective. Right? Like, I need to go two or three more times. I don't got quite. I quite don't have it yet. I got to go get. <laughs> but it sounds like you guys work together to to do all the details and, and figure everything out. It was like a, a nice challenge to, to come to and try and solve with uh, the brightness and, and the humidity and things inside along with outside and, and the, the pixel pitches that you went with mm-hmm. to, to try and get that attention and get all that advertising out there and uh, the details of making sure you know how you're going to install it and yep. can you install it and, and make sure everything's feasible. So uh, it sounds like we, we got the dream team that came together here to make all this happen. So I wanted to thank you guys for, for joining us today and, and for telling us all the details of this project. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Dectronics Experience Podcast. Please subscribe at your favorite place to listen to podcasts to keep up with our latest episodes. 